Let me just tell you, boys, it's great. Oh, please, Dave, tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Dave. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name's Dave Baxter, your host tonight in the Horde studio with, as always, Madison Clark. How are you, mate? No weekend of Swans footy this week. Bit of a rest for us, mate. Um, but we are back to do a, something a little bit different to t- tonight. Do you want to tell the listeners what we're going to do? Well, I mean, we've got no... Stressful game to review, Devil. Exactly right. I, that's what I did enjoy about the weekend was having not having that two hours of stress o- on my on my heart, on my twenty eight year old heart, which is getting older, older by the day, mate. If you had uh, just just followed Devil on the socials, you would have seen him operating heavily around Morris Jones. Um, yeah, which look, was yeah, look, quite a sight to see. <laughs> with, with having the week off, mate, I just did have to let the hair down. Uh, Got into. Uh, I would highly recommend for any any lads out there to get to the bottomless brunch <laughs> at Morris Jones because there's not too many males around and <laughs> it's a it's a good time there. I must say. So shout out to the Spon- Gleeds. sponsored content. Um, Deble, it, it was more or less a bye week for us. So what we're going to do is, I reckon we we dissect and take apart uh, the team unit by unit and just understand sort of where we're at and be really. Um, uh, just just really take a look at a high level um, about how we're operating. Yeah, a little bit more in-depth, Mads. So like, a, have a, a look at that back six unit and that, you know, the, the back back men who could come into the side. Same with the midfielders and the forwards. And just dissect our side a little bit and how we've gone in the first, uh, you know, half of the year. And it's just something a little bit different for us, Mads. So we might start with... The back six. I reckon that's a great place to start, Deble. The back six. Now, coming off our loss to the Hawthorne Footy Club, which we did review last week, which wasn't fantastic. They were under a bit of heat and conceded a few goals, but how they lined up against Hawthorne was Robbie Fox, Tommy McCartan, George Hewitt, Jake Lloyd, Dane Rampey, and McInerney named on a half back. How how do you see that unit going um, so far this year, Mads? That unit's okay. I don't think it's our best unit. Yep. It's, fair, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to compare to the nostalgic vibes of, a you know, a Reg Grundy a Reg and Grundy. a Nick Smith and a Teddy Richards. And it is. It is. But, I mean, I think it's really our big weakness, to be honest. And, and if I can just cut to sort of looking at this week quickly, I was talking to a colleague who backs support, and he's like, who, who goes to um, – Charlie name? Dixon. Yeah, Charlie Dixon. Yeah. The guy wants to – looks like he wants to tear someone's head off at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's a um, big, powerful boy, isn't he? He is. And and they're like, who goes to him? I'm like, well, I guess Rampy. But, like, we, we don't have that massive truck-like defender that we used to have in, in – terms of guys like Grundy and, and but Richards even even back in the that Grundy yeah, with, wasn't yeah. huge Grundy mate. was pretty it's, solid though man on, yeah, he was I know. pretty he solid was, like he could he could stand he could go one on one with people yeah Rampy is not going to be able to go one on one with yeah. Charlie Dixon you yeah, know I'm with so you. that's where we we're lacking a little bit we're lacking height and we're lacking strength in in defense and it's it's a funny thing to say Mads but we are missing a Lewis Malikin. I, I I was just about to say that he is a really handy inclusion. Yeah, and uh, look, I've been one of his biggest critics in his early days, but he before he did that hamstring, I'm pretty sure it was a hamstring, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, hamstring. So two, to, he's still out for another two to three weeks. He was he was really starting to come into some form and just a bit of composure with the ball, and his decision making was a lot better. Like I think his his decision making when he started, I think it was, you know, roughly. 2018, I think, mm. um, was really good. And then he had an off year, or maybe it was 2019. I don't know. I'm getting old. But the fact of the matter is he's solid, and you're right, his decision-making has gotten a lot better. He, he had a bit of a sophomore slump. So he's a really handy inclusion. Well, mate, he's, he's standing 195, 98 exactly. kegs. He's, 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 he's that's solid. Big. Yeah. That's a big yep. boy. Yep. And yep. as we spoke about last week, Caden Brand, I think he's um, – 
another player sitting at, you know, that 198 mark, 98 kilos. One, one of them has to play. Look, and I think Malikan would come straight back into the side if he was uh, ready to go, but... I don't know why they haven't given Brand much of a go, because every time he's had a shot, he's been he, pretty He definitely hasn't underperformed. That's it. He's, you know, come up to the level okay. Whereas Robbie Fox, and I, I'm, I'm a fan of Ro- Robbie Fox, but he's made errors. Yeah. He's made errors. Absolutely. Like he's been okay, but he's he's made glaring errors. And to me, if I was looking at sort of moving magnets around a whiteboard, especially after a loss, I look at people who have made errors. Yeah. And and Robbie Fox is one of them. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we picked him up again. But, yeah, Caden Brand, I, I really don't see a, a, an issue with the way he's gone about it so far. Yeah, he, he's – Basically got to play on the weekend. Deeps, uh, um, you can't really fault Tom McCartan at all. No. I mean, he's, you know, he has really filled the hole that Aaliyah Aaliyah left. Um, he stayed fit and healthy the, the whole time. He takes intercept marks. And he that's probably the way I play Charlie Dixon with him just dropping in the hole in yeah. front of him. Yeah, reads because the ball the well. Only, yeah. That's it, how we uh, will come up against Port, no doubt. And, you know, you've got the likes of Harry Cunningham going back there Gun. as well. Gun. Jordan Dawson. And you know, as we mentioned, Lloydy. Now, just a just a smoky, and and this is, if you've listened to this podcast, this is how we've always wanted him to to be. If if in doubt, we need to remember that Sam Reed can play down there. Yeah, absolutely. Fit. Yeah, swing, reads the ball well. Um, well, reads the ball well in defence. Not 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 up forward. Reads <laughs> it terribly up forward, Dable. Under the ball dot com, but. Yes, no, he does um, read it a lot better going back with the flight rather than running towards the ball as a forward player. Uh, and McInerney's been great. McInerney's been good coming off halfback, maybe even playing more wing. Yeah, I wouldn't really sorta, call him a backman per se. Yeah, but look, that's definitely where there's some room for improvement is that back six. And they still this year, they've absorbed a lot of pressure and they've done well, but it's, you know, they'd been doing that for, you know, a few weeks in a row against St Kilda and Carlton. And then eventually the wall broke against uh, the Hawks. Even Rampy hasn't had his best year on record. Definitely not. He's had some really off games. Um, His game was pretty good on the weekend. It was, it was great on the weekend. I think his his field kicking hasn't been where where it's it's been in previous years, and that's been a glaring issue. Yeah, it's been off, but he he has got that dynamite left foot when it is on. Um, yeah, it can be very effective, but yeah, it definitely hasn't been his best year to date. What about across the midfield, Debs, the wingers in the in the midfield? Well, let's see how he lined up on the weekend. Um, you got Ollie Florent, Callum Mills, uh, James Rowbottom, Parker. Who else? We got Kennedy, Tom Hickey as our ruckman, and sort of you know Harry Cunningham floating on that wing with with Oflo and you know Millsy playing that real gut role. We're That's asking sort of our, we're our asking, main six set up there. We're asking Ollie to come to the party. I think. Yeah, look, he's been good without being great. Yeah, he, he showed signs of turning into that A-grade a player, but it hasn't quite happened, but he's definitely been more than serviceable. He's, he's, I wouldn't say his position in the side is up for question. No. He's cemented his side, his place in the side, but he, he's one we really need. If we want to go to the next level, Oflo's got to go to an A-grade a player. Well, I, th- I think we were touting him as having a breakthrough the year this year. Yep. So um, it, it definitely hasn't been a breakout year. You're so right. He's not in que- He's Position in the side is not in question at all. But I just reckon he's got so much raw talent and he gives us that dash. Um, he can he can go to another level, 100%. Yeah. It's also been good, obviously, the Chad, Chad Warner going oh. through the middle. You know what I watched today? Yep. I watched this on YouTube. There's every radio and TV call of Chad's um, goal before halftime against Richmond. Oh, geez. Yeah. And, and the MC, I was there. You, you were I there too. There. The MCG was bloody shaking, Deeble. It was. It was phenomenal. We, kick, we kicked three in a minute and a half and we've buried the Tigers before halftime. That it was, was fantastic. He really announced himself as a, as a genuine jet and uh, and we missed him missed him badly last week. Yeah, he really um, – he's just a – uh, we've said it before on this podcast, but he's just a different player to what we've had. He's, he's a JPK with – Pace and power. Nah, nah. He's a Zach Jones with polish. He's tougher than Jonesy in and under. Jonesy, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's sort of different. He's a slightly different to Jonesy. He's got that sort of dash of Jonesy, but he'll go and earn the 
earn the ball like JPK. Um, so they, it's more of a JPK with pace. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's where okay. I would be you don't, going. You don't think Zach Jones was tough? Thought he, oh, thought tough, he, tough, but I wouldn't call him in and under. No, yeah, well, he wasn't as yeah. contestant as, yeah. um, as Warner is. That's fair. Exactly right. But he's one who's definitely added a, a different dimension to our midfield, and I think he's, he's one we sort of have to invest in heavily and keep him at the club. Kennedy and Parker have just been Kennedy and Parker. They really. have really, really good. And, you know, Parker, Parker and Mills... Well, Mills has just gone to another level. Mills has been A plus. Got to be in that at least that forty for the um, all Australian this year. You Surely, know, you know. I think Millsy had that one off year where I think could have been some third year blues. I think it was where yeah, it was a bit average, but you know, you dominated that half back role. And geez, he's a he's a high talent in that midfield, and we and we bloody love it in there. Tricky Hickey, Hickey changed the dimensions of, of our setup and enabled us to be aggressive and win clearances for the first time in a long time. And I mean you've but by that same token you've you've got to mention Callum Sinclair as well. Um yep. probably really really lost his spot and I don't think he would have been expecting to lose his spot when when Hickey arrived either. Yeah, look well I suppose when you recruit a player in your when the club recruits a player in your position, you know, you always you never gifted games in the in the AFL, Mads. Not not too often, and you know, Sink has really found that out this year. He sort of hasn't played, and the only times he has played is when Higgy's been injured, and hasn't really mattered if um you know Higgy's been a little bit undone. They they prefer to play. They really do. Like when when yeah. Higgy's on one leg, they still picked him. Yeah. So yeah, look, Chiefs. Days could be numbered at the club. I feel uh, they they may go with a bit of youth. He's, you know, he's thirty one now, thirty two. He's thirty one. Yeah. Um, look, he, he would have to do something special in the back end of the year. Look, they they he's a great depth player and he can do play a couple of roles. So I suppose that's in his favour. It's in his favour, but he he also probably loses the Ford job to Logan McDonald. Exactly right. And you know, he's really only played that one big dominant game against St Kilda where he took the, you know, the contested grabs record as Tommy always used to remind us <laughs> that he, you know, he holds the AFL record for most contested grabs in a game, but yeah, look, he, he was an absolute servant and warrior for us in some tough days, you know, down the bottom of the ladder. So hats off to him, but yeah, you'd have to turn it around pretty quick to be a part of the future in the, you know, the next two or three years, I would say. Would have thought. Absolutely, Mads. But, yeah, look, McInerney been getting a bit of time through there. Ryan Clark's days are probably numbered. Yeah. Um, you know, needs. Jimmy Rowbottom. Yep. Well, what are your thoughts on... Well, he's... Uh, I was... Exp- it's, it's hard. He's so young. And he's twenty. Still, he's still learning his craft, 20. right? And he and he was probably playing a little bit above himself last year yep. in in a difficult year. And I think he's been there's been patches of him being fantastic. I think he's had little niggles of injury. Yeah, along I, the I road. reckon that's been the thing in his yep. game. Yeah, yeah, because he's tough as a cat's yeah. head, Debs. Yep, really, he's going to be exciting. And he's the one one who like we've got thirty seven games into him now. He's one who's going to flourish. Um, you know, in the next season or two, he's really going to come to the party as per se, Mads. Yes. But Dylan Stevens, interesting one for us. I want games, Dave. Oh, they're they're messing. games. The, the selection committee is really messing this kid around. It is, it's hard to, you know, get, find your level, find your level at AFL level being in and out of the side. It's yeah. impossible, and especially playing that wing position. That's what he's in there for. You know, he, Well, you've got to find your own footy. Yeah. It doesn't just come to you. It's under, it, but you've got to be in the right positions yeah, that's too. A, that's what I mean. But yeah. you, like you've, there's so much more effort um, in that wing position. Uh, that and forward pocket, it's just so damn hard to, uh, to, to play a really, really good, you know, noticeable game of football. Yeah. Um, but he just... Uh, I mean, fuck, I don't know more than the bloody coaches know, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here 
having a corona on a Tuesday night <laughs> t- talking shit about the Swans after bloody working a full day's work. This is not, not uh, you know, my, my bread and butter, You're, I would have thought. No. But, so clearly they know what they're doing. But I just feel like you need a bit of consistency and continuity, if you will, Deeble. Absolutely. In, in the game of football. Like if I, was ta- if I was doing a job and I was taken out of that job for a couple of weeks and then I was told to go back in there and fucking kill it, anyone would be screwed. I mean, I, I think that's a really transferable sort of ideology. It is. It makes complete, perfect sense to me, Mads, and it's a good way to put it. So, and- yeah, I just I, I want him because he is our best draft pick in that many years. Surely, surely we just give him a bit of continuity and give him some games. You almost need a bloody injury in the midfield. Exactly. Just say he's got his spot five, six weeks, and let's see what the young kid can do. You know, touted. Top draft pick. He, he's got the. He, we've seen it. Otherwise, got why, it. why, why are you having a top three pick on your list? Yeah. Then get get rid of him. Get rid of him for someone good. Exactly. Because right. I'm not having him play in the bloody VFL. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not having it, James. <laughs> not having it, mate. But George Hewitt's probably the only one we haven't mentioned in that midfield. He's been down. He's been down this year, but we love George. We do love George. But yeah, look, we know where his best footy's at. It's Give him a roll. We've Give been, him a roll. We've been saying it for a month, but we haven't really been going a hard tag this year. So it'll, well, I don't think anyone really does. Yeah, but I reckon it's underused. Every time it comes off, everyone's like, how good was that? You stop Lockie Neal's influence. You stop, you know, Dusty Martin's influence, you know. It's when you, you take out that giant and you get the result, it's like, bang, why aren't we doing this every week? So Agreed. Absolutely. And the, the forward line is the last uh, place to look, Mads. Um you know, we've got Buddy up there, Will Haywood, Isaac Heaney, uh, Hayden McLean's played a bit of footy up there, Tommy Papley. Uh, Papley's been so on and off. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yep, Logan McDonald and Nick Blakey. So they're, they're the sort of guys who have got to run through there this year. Buddy, been sensational. Buddy's been fantastic. Fantastic. I, I wasn't expecting it this year, that's for sure. I was expecting him to play two games. He's been fantastic. He's t- Do you know what, Debs? He's toughened up. He has. He's toughened up in a big the, way. The last month he's toughened up. They sort of those two weeks against Melbourne and there was another average game that he played in there. He's acting for free kicks yep. and blah blah blah. blah. He's, he's but I mean, also just I think years gone by, maybe oh, I've got a bit of a niggle. I'll sit out. Yeah. Now it's just you know I've, I'm hurt. I'm still going to play. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, your role. All I want. I was saying to someone the other the other night. Stop, stop. The only criticism I have of him, stop trying to break tackles. Stop yeah. trying to dodge around people. You're not fucking 26 anymore. Yeah. Just, just kick seven. That's all, <laughs> that's all. But like, don't, don't try any of that shit because you're, you're 33 fucking years old, buddy. Yeah. Right? We need bags out of you. We don't need you getting caught holding the ball 10 metres out from goal. Yeah. Trying to do something I'm above with you. yourself. I, I still think he's pulling it off more than he's getting caught, though. No, I don't think so. I, Disagree. I, I've seen him get caught holding the ball that many times this year. It, it, it has happened, but then, you know, it comes off with the, you know, the brilliance of, you know, that, uh, what game was it? The Carlton game where he got around and then put that one on Heaney's chest for the match winner. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, sure. that, yeah. That's one example. Yeah. I, I just think he needs to uh, be be the set shot guy. His set shot kicking has, has been never been better. 100%. Been real good. He doesn't miss. Kicking the ball real well, but probably has lost a metre a meter or two, yeah. as you did say uh, in a previous potty mads. Uh, Will Haywood's return to form after not starting... We asked him to come to the party, Dave, and he came to the party. And he's come to the party. Uh, A couple off weeks was out with concussion on the weekend uh, uh, on the game against Hawthorne. So he'll be up for a test this week. But his return to form's been fantastic. Heaney, been in in and out, again injured, uh, really found some good form and then had a bit of an off game and was fumbly against Hawthorne. It was a funny one from Heaney. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that was just an off game. He, yeah. he's fucking, he's all class, dude. He's all class, but I, I would, I would still say just consistent, consistent A grade well, stay on, performance. Stay on the field, yeah. You know, that's what we, but that's what we need. Like yeah. everything, Con- continuity, dude. continuity. And then look at, we have been able to keep most of our players out there, which is probably why we're seeing the results we have. You know, being in, in a good plus record going into the buy. Deeps, I've always said it. Any any team, any team in the AFL, I don't care who you are, 
I don't care if you're Gold Coast. I don't care if you're Freo. I don't care if you're North Melbourne. If you can have your best 22 out there for the whole season, you can win a flag. Yeah. Easily. Go a long way. Goes a long way. All the way. It does. It, it plays such a big role. Uh, but, yeah, Tommy Papley. Inconsistent, but when he's on, he's on. He's just class comes. You know, it's just that this thing is a small forward. You know, you played out of his skin the first half of last year. Question, yeah. who do you take, Stringer or Papley? Different roles. I don't think they are. They both play. They both play midfield minutes. They both play a, a small forward role. Uh, they're they're different. No, I don't reckon they are. Yeah, I'll, but I'm still. Ta- I'm still like Papley. Papley is genuinely top three small forwards in the competition. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's, he's and he's and he's got youth on his side too. Yep. So it'd be Papley for mine. Yeah. But yeah, and but I love him. I love when he goes into the midfield as well. Yeah, I probably. I don't reckon he's had too. He too hasn't many had too many. He hasn't had too many minutes this year. No. But and I think it's a real asset that could be used. We saw it last year when he did go in there, just that burst out of the pack. Whenever we were in trouble, he was in there. Happily in there. Yeah. It's something they've got to look at in this back end, and they may be looking forward to it. He's, his body's in good shape. You know, he's he's a weapon we could use. Agreed. Uh, Sam Reid, injured for most of the year. I think that most of the podcast listeners know what we think about Sam Reid. Um, it's just, yeah, he's a frustrating player. I, nearly no, nothing ne- against the guy. Nah. Just nearly thirty years old, one hundred and fifty nine games. It's just he's like nearly thirty years old, one hundred and fifty nine games. He's been at the club since what two thousand and ten. Yeah, yeah. Deeble, that's eleven. Fuck fair income. Yeah, it's eleven <laughs> years. He's played one hundred and fifty nine games. Yeah, it's it's not great, mate. Never forget his goal in the twenty twelve grand final. Yeah, though. it was good. It was good, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Hopefully, he finds gets the body right and see whether he still can do it at the level. Um, you know, because he did play though. You know, those first seven eight games, and he was starting to come into that little bit of form. But that about you know nearly wraps us up there, Mads, and you. No, we got two more to talk about. We got Logan McDonald. Well, I mean, he's a first-year player, right? Seven games, going to be good. What's he kicked, like six goals? Something like that. He's going to be be good. He's not going to be good now. He's going to be good, though. He's going to be real good. He just, whenever he goes near the ball, I just see football intelligence about him. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Smart running patterns. We love that. And and he just knows when the ball goes to ground, he knows what to do as well. Absolutely. And Nick Blakey's the last one. Really, a really ship, ship interesting way to ship, finish ship, off. Ship off, Blakey. Oh, not yet. No, I've got him being for seconds. Go join your dad at North Melbourne. No, 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 not at all. Um, he's got he's got talent. He does. He just uh, tries to do too much. Too much. He's just got to go back to... Go back to basics. Fundamentals, Dave. For a bit of first option about him. And I think his, his first option is creative anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just tries to do that one bit too much and as I mentioned the other week as well the even watching the VFL game he was still doing the same shit it was like dance around one guy kick it at right angles on the outside of the left peg to find a target just do the basics Nicholas Jesus but or ship off yeah but you know another high draft pick that's got talent and hey We've had a great half of half of the year. Yeah, we we sit eight and five plus record. Need to win three, four, four games. You're locked in. Sec- to second easiest run home. Yeah, oh, I mean we could be ruining these words in a in a couple of months. Time, no, but you got to you look at how it fucking is, Mads. We're not numbers. we're not making it up. It's you know the next three weeks are, are bloody tough, bloody tough games. But as we've shown all year, we have not been blown away once. The LOS game was on the weekend when clearly we needed the buy, lose by six seven goals to Hawthorne, who haven't done shit all this year. Yep. You know we have a bit of a rest this week. I think you know it's going to be it. You know, we've got to be resilient this week. I want to win one out of the next three. Yeah. We we win one out of the next three. That's huge. But we're, we're definitely going to be tested this week, and we'll um we'll talk about that in the, in the preview for the Port game. But, but what I reckon we should do, Devil. Yep. I reckon we should get a bit vintage. Yep. A bit retro. A bit retro. If you've been listening to the pod for a while, 
um, you'll probably enjoy enjoy what's going to happen next. But uh, we'll we'll go through something that we love, Debel, which is of course a little bit of social engagement. Love it, absolutely. But here's a little little bit of a nostalgic touch. The second trial I've dropped nostalgia, but it's a great word, Mads, and this is for all the True Bloods listeners for the old faithful. Welcome back to True Bloods. Back with segment two, our favourite segment. And what segment's that, that Mads? Oh, it's a social engagement, Debo, but how about the nostalgia? The nostalgic vibes with the old intro there, Mads. It just they was so good. It's, you know, it's as good as this bloke. That's how good it is, Mads. <laughs> Bit of wake up. I love hearing the kappa. It's very good. Vintage Vintage oh, Paul Kelly, geez. but it, it's a good one, Mads. But we did hit the fans this week with the social question. Hashtag ask the faithful. Minus our two flags in the last 20 years, what is your favourite win slash game that we have had in the last 20 years and why best answers to be featured on the potty? But, geez, it, there's a lot of games in the last 15 years, 20 years, because we've been a bloody good side for a long time, Mads. We, you know, we made all those final series in a row and... That means you're winning plenty of games, so there's plenty of choices, Mads. Personally, what's what's your favourite game? We uh, we just had a little break in the studio, and we watched. And this is this is well, this. I don't know if it's my favourite. It's very much up there. Um, the preliminary final in 2016, when the game was over at quarter time, yep. we were. We we could do. Heaney wasn't even having a shot, and it went through. Yeah, <laughs> just he kicking the ball out of the pack goes. You know those those games where you just have the ball on an absolute fucking string, Debel, and we could do no wrong. Yeah, it, look, it it really put us into you know to dominate a prelim final again like that against the Cats, and it's one of my favourite games too. Mads, uh, was that one. When, what 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 else sticks out for you? What sticks out? Look, you go you go to all the classics like the the prelim finals and qualifying finals against the Eagles. Um, they were all decided by you know less than a goal. The um the Michael O'Loughlin getting in the West Coast West Coast the grill, they're, they're the ones that stick yeah. out. Um, you know, prelim final wins are, uh, they hit different, Mads. They do. They hit absolutely different. yeah, and that's I'm I'm probably with you with that qualifying, uh, uh, sorry, prelim final against the Cats to put us into the granny with all the momentum and everything like that. Uh, look, that just sat really well with me because we, we, you could really enjoy oh, the game. There was no stress about it, Dave. No stress about it. Um, I, I will I will kick us off because this is another one that holds a special place in my heart because it was the first time I ever went to the SCG. Yep. Uh, Atticus Saunders, a friend of the show, um, round 14, 2017. When Gaza took the one-handed grab in the goal square and kicked the goal to beat the Bombers by a point, the SCG erupted. Absolute scenes. We had started that season 0-6 and six on the back of being robbed in the 2016 granny, and the final three minutes of play was iconic. Blood's, blood's footy to get us over the line. We've had some good wins over the last two decades, but this was the best in the last five years. And, and I was there. I was behind the goals where um, that was all happening. And I had thrown in the towel with three minutes to go and I'd gone to the toilet to try and get my head in the game and came back and I remember Danaher was kicking out because it went out on the full and Papley smothered it. Yeah. (laughs) And all he had to do was clear it and they would have been fine and it was just, oh, 
total jubilation. Mate, I, I remember the game too. I was actually I was out for a family birthday or something like that and watching it on the phone all game at the table and everyone was dirty on me for watching the game. But, you know, I think we, we left it sort of, you know, 15 minutes from home um, to go home and it was last quarter and we listened to it on the radio and we're down by four goals. We kick one down by 19 points with four minutes to go and you sort of throw in the towel and sort of flicked it off the radio and on our way home. And then we walk in and, you know, we're two goals down with a minute to go and it just all fell into place very nice. Um, as, as Lee Matthews said, if you've – I think it was Lee Matthews. If, if you've got – if you're as many goals down as you have minutes, minutes left, left – You're still you're, in the game. You're, you're good. That's it. I'm going to go with an old friend from the show, a past host of True Blast, oh. Tommy Flanagan. Oh, Tommy. Tommy writes, the prelim in 2005, Saints were red-hot favourites at home, having this having the week off after beating Adelaide over there in the week before. Uh, the Bloods had gone over to Perth in week one and lost and never looked a chance the following week until the Nick Davis miracle. We trailed by seven points at three-quarter time and we're six to one odds with the bookies as we stormed home with a seven goals to zero We uh Seven goals to zero in the last to book a spot in the grand final, and we all know how that ended up in 05. Debs, if you've, if you've got a spare half an hour, just... <laughs> a, few uh, a, spare, a few spare six hours just to, <laughs> just to watch the replays. Review the navel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've got a spare half an hour, or if anyone listening has a spare half an hour, do yourself a favour, and you don't have to watch the whole game. The whole game's great. Yeah. But just chuck on the last quarter and just watching the sync because they, they panned across the crowd before the the bounce in the final quarter and St. Kilt that was that were like they they were literally like four goals up. Yeah. They were home and hose. Yeah, it's three or four goals yeah. up. I don't know if it was six goals, um, but no, it wasn't six yeah, goals. Yeah. No. It was seven goals to none in the yeah, last. Yeah, but, so, yeah, yeah. Um but they were they were they were ready to play and Win a grand, grand final. final. Just and, and, and it just, same thing. Ball on a fucking, Ryan O'Keefe went absolutely berserk, Deeps. Adam Schneider kicked yeah, a couple in that three, last kick quarter. Three, kick three. And Barry Hall kicked that one where he like he got his shoulder pinged or something and he's like running around with the one arm up and he's kicked that one from yep. running outside 50 into the, into the 50. Phenomenal. Yeah, Jeez, Schneid's, that's a great game. Schneids was un, unreal. Schneids, Eamon Buchanan. Yep. All the lads, that was that game was obviously famous when Barry Hall hit um, Matt McGuire. Yeah, in, in the Garth should have yep. been suspended. Wasn't played the next week. Won a flag, captain a granny. How good! Kicked a big captain's goal. But have you have you got another one you want to mention there, Mads? Oh, fine. There, there's a lot. There's a lot to mention. The the you know the Nick Davis one the week before. That's that's. that's I mean that's all time bloods footy. That man. was huge. I still remember that game. Obviously. My mum being a Geelong supporter, I re- still remember sitting there on the couch. I'd crack the shits, you know. We've kicked two goals for the game. We're down by th- three oh, or four was, goals. Like, again, that's that's a g- you do not have to watch the first three quarters. It watch, is horrible. Watch the viewing. last ten minutes. Yeah. Well, the last quarter's fantastic. What a quarter by Nick Davis came to save us. It was fantastic. And there's just this one passage of play when we're just moving it down the right-hand side of the ground towards our goals. And Hutto's like, Geelong are looking for the boundary. <laughs> so, like, the Swans just want to keep it in. And there's just every little one percenter we're doing to just keep the ball in play. The and they're just rolling. trying to take it out. And we're just – it was phenomenal. It was blood's footy, Dave. It really was. And, geez, we <laughs> – Bulk engagement on the post this week, and that's what R- happens when you throw it open to the R- crowd. Ray Tessarero, um, another, another big razor. Oh, big razor. For mine, Mads and Debs, it would have to be the qualifying final win over in Perth in 2006 against the Eagles. I flew over for that game. We had the crowd against us and gave them a football lesson. Mickey O's goal in the goal square was unforgettable. Made it to the rooms after the game. Did Jeez, the razor. Big razor. It's a night I will never forget, nor should you, Razor. And we should have won that fucking grand final. Oh, back to back. Jeez, we'd be talked about different in history if we went so, back to back. Well, we'd, we'd be talk, talked about like a dynasty. Yeah, 100%. Keep being that good for you yeah. know, that 15-year block. That would have been huge. But 
Bulk engagement this week. Thanks to the faithful for jumping on the pod. And if you haven't already, jump on, give us a like, subscribe, review. We love it all, but we'll be back. Segment three, previewing the game against Port Adelaide this week over at the Adelaide Oval. We'll be back. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Devil? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies? So do I, Devil. You know what I don't like, Mads? What do you not like, Devil? I hate how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it? Just kill you. It absolutely kills me, and that's why we do this podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there, and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads? Speaking words of wisdom. Up up the the Swatties. Welcome back, True Bloods, segment three. Preview for the Port Adelaide game, Mads. Geez, we're going to be up against it. But before we jump into the... uh, the preview, Mads. I'm a man of my word, and when I make a bet, you know, oh, I always uh, come to the party, as they say, Mads. So I'm just handing over the bottle of Grenache. Wowee. Robert Oatley, Grenache McLaren Vale Vintage 2019. Table, you shouldn't have. I know. I was never going to collect on this. Uh, you got to cut. Oh, you, Devil. You make a bet, you pay the man. <laughs> Fantastic table. So that, that's a nice drop, that one. I've had it a few times. But, yeah, any McLaren Vale Grenache typically goes pretty well. And Oh, wonderful. I will be enjoying this. Uh, are we on the Grenache hour this, this week? No, no we're, we're the Saturday, Saturday night. night. We're the Saturday night. But oh, I hope you can uh, tip a, have a glass or two with the lovely. I will. I will. Um, Very and good. you'll enjoy that one, mate. Fantastic. There good you go. Stuff. Thank but you, David. That's all right, mate. But we will uh, jump in to the preview for this Port Adelaide game, and we are going to be up against it because in breaking news, which has come through tonight, the Swannies have made their way to Melbourne. Yes. Swannies have come into Melbourne. They're Don't know why they'd want to. <laughs> yeah, into a hub-style quarantine-type thing, you would assume. Yes. Um, with, obviously, the COVID situation, you know, happening in Sydney at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see what um, happens there. They're obviously going to be under the strict um, quarantine guidelines from the Adelaide government when they get to Adelaide. I think they they fly in the day of. Uh, they have to – I'm pretty sure they went to like an indoor cricket venue, um, whoever went over there. I think it was Geelong were the first team to sort of do it. Went to a um, – uh, it was definitely Geelong because that was the bet we made. That was the bet we made, yes. We, against Port Adelaide when they went over there. But, yeah, so they, they have to go into that uh, quarantine facility, which is like an indoor cricket centre. So and they can they'll, do be able with, to, they'll be able to train there. Uh, train, kick the footy around and get some rest and that type of thing. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty harsh conditions. And then, you know, they, they're they not allowed to go anywhere else. They make their way to the game, warm up, same old shit, and then go uh, back home to which could be Melbourne, you know, for a, a week or two, depending how this situation unfolds in Sydney. Funny how this whole uh, 18 months has worked, isn't it, Dable? Yeah, but we're going to have to be resilient. This, Lou, is, this is well, where... This is a direct quote from uh, from one horse, Longmire. In the end, you've just got to roll up the sleeves and get the job done. We know it's not going to be easy, but whatever is thrown at us, you've got to get over those hurdles and get on with the job at hand. And isn't that just blood's footy personified? It is, mate. But Port Adelaide have not been fantastic. Obviously, me putting my money where my mouth was with... Port Adelaide against Geelong. We, we beat Geelong, so, you know, and Geelong beat Port as well. So, gone over there. We're, we're, we can beat them. There, there's no doubt about it, and I think there's a clear way to go about it. Uh, Robbie Gray out of the side this week, with, with, which is big for us. One less thing to worry about. But a lot of their drive, Mads, and I think this player is respected in, in the AFL. And I'm not talking about Travis Boak. I was, he, I was he, saying you're bo- talking about Boak. No, he, he's very good, but Ollie Wines, Ollie Wines has been yeah. huge the yeah. last month. And he was massive on the weekend. He's had 43 touches, and they're damaging touches. He does a lot with it. He gains meterage. And he's it, no Tom Mitchell. No, he's he's classy. He's got a bit of class about him. But I know what you're going to say. Yeah. George. George. George goes to him. Hard lockdown. But George, when George tags... He, he goes to the player, and we say it week after week on the podcast, he still manages to find his own ball as well, and that's not the number one thing that you need with a tagger, but he typically plays better footy when he's been given a role. So, yeah. horse, boys, coaching staff, 
put someone to Ollie Wines this week. The man is George, and that goes a long way to us winning this game. It does. You're so right, Deb. It's it's he's a real normalised tagging people out of the game. And I think we bring play, it back. Yeah, we we play really good when that you know we really put a, a tag roll and get a bit of mongrel about Mate, us. The, the game is built on role players. Yeah. We don't want everyone just running around doing their own thing. Nothing's nothing was better when when I played junior footy. I loved getting getting a role. You're gonna do this. Loved it. Okay, yeah. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Very hard to like. You might might not execute on it. Very hard to completely fuck it up though. Like you you have a role. Stand on Ollie Wines, and he can. He's strong. George is strong. Yeah. Ollie Wines ain't that fast. Yeah. It's it's the call for me. It has to happen, and you can't tag everyone. But you know you got to be wary of the likes of Boke, and we definitely can't let Alir run around. I really, really want to lower Alir's colours this week. Yeah, it'd be a good one to get, and even a bit of niggle into Alir. I don't think he handles that too well when he does get niggled. He sort every, of always shows a bit, always a reaction. It's like you know, it's, every time he's had people come at him, he's gone to water. So I would I would love do you know what? I'd love a Wixie to just really get in his grill. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd love to see it, but yeah, just so we need a bit of mongrel this week. It's like we've got oh, to do it Charlie, tough. They've they are a mongrel team. Yeah. You know they you know they've got the a Sam Pell pepper type yep. and you know, Hamish Hartlett, he's tough and Charlie Dixon, man. Charlie Dixon. Hundred percent. It's like it's not gonna be easy, but we we've just gotta go in and show a bit of mongrel factor this week. Yep. Just I want a real tough, contested you want, we're not gonna lie down this week. You and want I, you want Kennedy and Parker just slogging out contested disposal and then yeah. Especially after the performance we put up, you know, two weeks ago. That was so shit. It, it was, was it was yeah. really I loved, yeah. you know I wanted to use some ex, more expletives there, but it was it was really poor, mate. And you just don't want to put two together. And you know we're we're very bullish about our side this year. And th- this is the type of game where it's like we you can't say like yeah we're the real deal type thing, but this goes a long way. This to can us make making, your season. Yeah, this can make your season. season defining. Yep. This year, mate. This this game and the Bulldogs game a season defining. Without what a doubt. happens? How we play these games and the, the results that come out of it define a lot about how this season ends up. Yep. And I'm, I'm not going to even go so far as saying we have to win. No. Because we, 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 to be honest, we don't have to win. We just have to. We have to be there. We have to compete. We have to show up at the, at the very, very least. Yeah. But make no mistake. Make no mistake. This is a winnable football game. Yeah, it's 100% winnable, and they've shown that... They've been on the cusp for years. Yeah. It's it's actually amazing Ken Hinckley still has a job. Yeah. Because they've been on the cusp with a great list for years, and they've done nothing. Haven't been able to do anything with it, yeah. Well, I'm with you, but I think we, we've, as we mentioned in the first second, we've got to play a Caden Brand. I don't think Malikin's ready. So, Caden Brown's got to come in and do the job on Charlie Dixon. I think he is agile enough to go with Dixon the way he moves up up the ground, up the ground, and he can go with him one-on-one. So, Caden yep. Brown has to play. Yep. Agreed. Um, obviously, first choice would probably... But first, I mean, first choice is probably Caden Brand. He's a bit more... Well, it's the first choice certainly isn't Rampy. I'll tell you that it's much. Ra- he's undersized for a Charlie Dixon yep. powerhouse. Yep. Really, is it Charlie Dixon's a bit of a, a niche in his own? There's not too many Charlie Dixons getting around. Yeah, because he he can he can actually move as well, and he's very he's very tall, he's very strong, and he's very angry at the moment. Yep. So I, I would also potentially, if if you don't have a Cade Brand in there, I'd almost like to see I'd almost like to see a spare. I don't, and I'd almost like Tom McCann to be that spare. Yeah, play the spare one extra. Yeah, it's definitely an option. You know, obviously, you can't do it with the six not six, many six people, from there. Not many people do play a spare anymore. Yeah, and then and the then six, six, six. and then go quick through the. Obviously, well, that's why you got guys like McInerney. Yeah, you know? and slice and dice. Like people know we're going to come through the corridor. That's our game. You know, we slice and dice through the middle of the corridor. But when you go quick, you still doesn't matter how good doesn't your zone how, is. Doesn't matter how prepared you are if you're going that quick. Quick, you, you you'll can't break it. stop. And even if they, because you can't go one on one with this. 
you know, the, this game style that we play, they're going to be zoning office. So there's going to be room out on the Adelaide Oval. There's room out there. Um, yeah, I can. There's a clear way to win this game, Mads. And yep. I just hope we can execute well on the weekend. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Well, that's, that's a, a upbeat preview from so. us. We, mate. we are bullish. I'm very bullish. Swanee's by two goals. Yeah, Swanee's by goal. Love it, mate. It'll be close. It will be. It will be. But yeah, all we want is the boys to come to the party and just really put up at. There is a party on the hill, Swannies. Would you like to come? We're putting the official call out. This is the call out. Season defining. Season defining. There is two more chances in this year. I can't wait to drink this. <laughs> he's looking at the bottle in mm. your true bloods and he's loving it. It's very good. But there are two more chances this year, true bloods. The Swannies have to rock up this week against Port and rock up against the Doggies. And if we go well in those two games, we're every chance to get into the the the, the, the top eight, and that's what we want. That's well, that's if, the part. That's we, the pass mark. If we, let's, if we beat Port and Western Bulldogs, we are making the finals. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's go, boys. Let's go. Should we um just quickly cast our eyes over the rest of the round? Is this the first full round in a in a while? A while, and I think we've got Thursday night full back. Oh, and it's a cracker. Yeah, Mads. Now I'll let you go for it because we know the old footy why isn't so reliable on Brisbane this one. Brisbane Lions, who for mine are probably playing the best footy going around at the moment. Yeah, very, very good footy side. Um, versus the Geelong Cats, who are probably just a very, very close second. I would have thought. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the two inform yep. teams. And so that's that's at the Gabba, and that's going to be an absolute cracker. So uh, we'll wait on bated breath. But I'm going to say. <sighs> Geelong actually good money at 2.19. But I'll p- – oh, fuck. Real I sometimes don't – I sometimes don't – because if I look at if I look at the two forward lines, right, I just trust Geelong's more. Well, they've I don't, been performing well, for a long time. Well, but you got you got Hipwood, Danaher and Charlie Cameron. Yep. Like all three of those people are super inconsistent. Yeah. And, and super wayward, goal yep. kicking. But then you've got Jeremy Cameron – Tom Hawkins and Gary Rowan. Gary Rowan's playing the best football of his life. And Cameron and Hawkins just kick goals. Yeah. Yeah, um, they, it's it's Geelong for me. Geelong, unfortunately, will be missing the greatest player in the competition. Oh, nay, <laughs> AFL history <laughs> in Mitch Duncan. <laughs> Absolutely. I wish Benny was here to battle the point like he did a year, a year yeah, or two ago. It's not fun when we both just agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a great episode. We'll have to find that out yeah. and chop it up. But me and Mads put up this big, big factor when the Swannies were playing Geelong that we had to put time into Mitch Duncan. and then he's the best player ever. And, and then Benny thoroughly disagreed and he just thought he was a, a downhill skier, I think yeah. were the terms used. But, yeah, goes a, they will be missing Mitch Duncan. Yes. Um, I, I, but Geelong. Yeah, Geelong. Brisbane were only okay last week against North. So. Yep. Uh, Richmond and St Kilda. Richmond. Yes, Richmond. Don't even need to spend too much time on that. <laughs> North Melbourne versus the Gold Coast Suns on a Saturday afternoon at one forty-five. There's no other time for this game. North Melbourne. Out we come. Out we come. Out we come to play. Um, yes, North Melbourne. They were good. They were not bad against Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, did their job. Um, Collingwood versus Freo. Now, dead cat bounce. Does Robert Harvey get his first win of his senior coaching career? Oh, probably. They they always tend to come out and win. At their Marvel, first game. it says. Yeah, who are they playing? Freo. Freo. That's why. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it? I don't, I don't know. Well, they, don't it's know. a money making thing, Mads. The AFL's got to make money and cost more to play at MCG than oh. their Marvel because they own Marvel now. You have go. you read over the financials, have you, Dad? Oh, well, it's just basic, basic math. Do you want to swap? Do you want to swap jobs? That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm, I'm a bro. I've got, I do have you're brains. A fucking bank. You're a music producer. You're a banker. What, what else what, are what you doing? What can he do, mate? Yeah, fuck, pick That's locks. more the question. Lock manipulator. <laughs> I fucking operate heavily at Morris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, um, Essendon in Melbourne. Essendon. Jeez, I knew. You. MCG. 
I need Essendon to lose some games. I'd be inclined to go to this game if possible. Yeah. Um, Melbourne. But I'd love to see please, Essendon Melbourne. beat them. I can't. Nah, I've really got to back against Essendon. Can't have too many. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah you've, got, you've got stuff on one. Yeah. Um, I, I actually well, hate Essendon as well. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne to win. Yep. Uh, we've done our game. Hawthorne Giants at the MCG. I, t- I, I won't tell you why, but I spoke to um, I spoke to an ex GWS Giants captain yesterday. Yep, spoke to him for an hour, and I talked to him about Toby Green, and he said, "I said, I said, look, so and so, I fucking hated Toby Green when I first saw him, and I love him now." I think he is just so fantastic and he needs to be full-time captain of GWS. Yeah. And he is, without doubt, the second best player in the competition for yep. mine, Debel. Yeah, for yours, Mads. Agree? Um, yeah, no, he, he's he's very good. Um, but this guy, this, this former GWS captain said he is, without doubt, one of the greatest blokes that he's ever met in his life, 100%. which I never would have guessed. Yep. But it makes me love him more. Yeah, it's a, you know the on-field persona isn't how these players yep. are in real life, so it doesn't come as a surprise. But I don't think he can captain a club with how un- his undisciplined acts. I think if he was given the full-time role, I reckon that could be the making of him as a person and as a player. Yeah, it, it's and it's not. I, I personally don't take the view, but it's not worth the heat that it brings to the club and what they've got to put up with and all that type of shit. If you know. Toby Green, you know, karate belts, kicks belts someone. someone yeah, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's not um, you know, it's it's just not good press for the club. And I think that stuff does come into consideration when you're picking a captain at your club. Fair enough. Yeah, but anyway, um, uh, Gi- what was it? Giants Hawthorne. Yes, Giants. Giants. Yeah, at the MCG though. Yeah, um, West Coast versus Footscray at Optus Stadium. Which evens it up a little bit, and that is um, that is three twenty on a Sunday. That must be their second trip over to Perth in the last month. I reckon it's tough. Where can they win? Tough for the dogs. Um, I reckon they drew a loss. They drew, they lost on the weekend. Um, yeah, real tough. They, huh? did, they did. Gary Rowan kicked the second <laughs> goal after the siren. siren. Uh, look. I'll, I'll back the dogs to bounce back if they're the real deal. That's the type of game you win. If they are the real deal. Yeah. Which I think they are. Yeah. The Grenache Hour. The Grenache Hour. Carlton, Adelaide. The Bryce Gibbs Cup. The Bryce Gibbs Cup. Um, or the Eddie Betts Cup, yep. rather. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Marvel. Yeah. Adelaide. Adelaide to get it done, mate. Carlton are under heat. Big heat review. They put it on themselves, though. Dumb footy club. Stupid. Imagine imagine barracking for a club like that or St Kilda. Jeez, they just reek of mediocrity. Both of them. <laughs> reek of it. It stinks. I can smell it from here. And I'm sitting in CF Yarra. I can smell it from here. All the way down in Barabin or bloody out at whatever that <laughs> complex Carlton, is. Carlton. Carlton. Icon Park. Icon Park. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Out at Icon Park, they it reeks of mediocrity. Stinks, <laughs> absolutely stinks. Like sticks Kernahan after the ninety-five grand final. <laughs> Stand by your man. With that, yeah, <laughs> that just wraps us up. Look, it's been a great pod. There's a bit in this for the faithful, so we hope you've enjoyed it. But as we end every potty, speaking words of wisdom up the swatties.